When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hello once again, everyone. It's Mike Tanay from TNA Wrestling. And welcome to In the Room. Here's Brady, Kathy, the Stroh, Jordan, and Derek. Campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com and, of course, all your favorite co- podcast providers as well. I'm Brady Hicks. Great show planned for tonight. We'll get to that in a second, guys. But before that, we have the lovely Kathy Fitz. Once again, what's going on, Kathy? So much, Brady. How are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I was thinking we ought to rework this because I ask you how you're doing, then you answer with how are you doing, and it always messes me up. In friggin' nine years, I haven't figured out how to best answer that to not destroy the flow, but I'm doing well. 
I'm doing really well. Okay, uh, we also have, have the one and only. What's that? So next time I'm just here, say you're having a crappy day, but. Oh, good. <laughs> we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. What's going on, sir? Uh, it's great to be here. You know, somewhere out there, Norman Reedus is jamming out to the uh, Easy Street intro you just played. <laughs> and, uh, but I know I'm not doing, I'm doing great. Good to be with you guys, man. I like to wait for me, man. Oh, it's always a blast. Always a blast. Uh, I'll start on my top left here. We have the Hack, Patrick Hackett, back once again. What's going on, sir? What's up, Brady Hicks? I am glad you chose the Gaspacho. Oh, I always choose the Gaspacho. I, I never heard that nickname, though. I, that's, uh, <laughs> that's my that's new nickname. Yeah, I'm the Gaspacho. <laughs> also, I'm calling myself I'm... the Gaspacho now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Old soup. Great. <laughs> and uh, he's hardcore. We got Kevin Brady joining us. That's right. It's me. It's me. It's, it's me, me. Coming to you ringside uh, here in the room with Brady Hicks and the stroke. This Gazzaccio thing is all new to me, man. Um, I don't know where that came from. I don't endorse it. I thought it came from a very famous speculative tweet this week, but now I'm beginning to think that somebody may have changed (laughs) that and posted it in a group of it. Oh, no. I got a little worse. It's okay. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Uh, So let me give out the number real quick. And uh, we actually have a guest tonight, so – we might hold off a little bit to take the calls, but guys, please hang tight. I see Malcolm. I think that's Dr. John. If you guys can hang tight, I definitely want to talk to you here tonight. It's just going to, we're going to wait a little bit for that because coming up in a very short little while, we're actually going to have Colin Hunter. Colin is the uh, the creator, I guess you'd say, the, the founder of the popular news site. Can you even call it a news? I guess in today's world, you can call it a news site. Sure. Uh, KFAKenews.com. Uh, fake news. It's, uh, it's fake news. It's, news. it's news to me, damn it. You know, it's uh, uh. KFAKenews. News. Uh, popular, incredible headlines. The ingenious secret behind the double referee with the Hebners and, and uh, Shane McMahon relaunching WCW. There's lots of great <laughs> stuff that yes. they've got. Um, I was going to tell you that, Brady. Uh, oh, I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> a, a, a fan came to me, right? Yeah. And and it messaged me and it was like, Are you gonna be in the new WCW coming up? I'm like Oh <laughs> what, what's what's going on here, right? And yeah. so Shane McMahon's gonna bring he made an announcement on on I saw on YouTube he's gonna bring WCW back, right? And I'm yeah. like okay. I, I was curious. I was I'm just curious, I where'd you I haven't heard anything yet, but where'd you hear this from? And he, and he sent me leggings. Yeah. And I'm dying. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I'm dying. Yep. I Yep. See, like that was. Oh, yeah. I. Go ahead. I saw it on TV. I had you were sitting in the room with me. Shane McMahon is the owner of WCW. I think he can bring it back anytime he wants. Nitro 2.0, baby. Let's do it. That was <laughs> a purple. That was a purple logo. Wouldn't that be cool for AEW Dynamite? That's they have to. They have. You can do an invasion out of the family, right? There's, there's no coming back from this. But here's my here's my thing. Like I would, and again, I I tend to double check my sources. If I saw on the same page that Jeff Jarrett is pulling all of his music off of Spotify, 
That would make me wonder if that's a real headline. Like, is that a real headline, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know, Ro- Road Dog actually gets the money when uh, they play his music because of the whole situation there. It's got ugly. It got ugly. Yeah, those royalties, man. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what. If if I can no longer go on Spotify and hear the, the great tunes of J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T-J, you know what? I'm going to delete the goddamn app. I mean, it's... I, I we're we're not talking about this in the episode, but like with my baby tonight is is a good song. I, that's that's a, a great song. song. It's an amazing that's a good song. song. Yeah, it's my favorite. My wife song. and I's first dance. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. True, I was there. He can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So you know we'll we'll be talking kayfabe news tonight. That's around nine thirty. So we got about fifteen so twenty minutes until. We bring on Colin. Uh, Pat, I know you also wanted to talk about Pat McAfee. I don't know if yeah. – is that something we can do in 15 minutes? Like, I oh, feel absolutely. like about 30 seconds is fine. So this is – like, I was met with really a lot of hostility when I said I want to talk about mm. Pat McAfee. I hate so him. I watch the process. Right. <laughs> and rightfully so. I mean, he's just as bad as the uh, the other jabron that they have there on the pre-show who used to be with Opie and Anthony. I can't even think of his name. Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah. The, the one that used to do the yeah. show with Jim Norton, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, like, there was something about Pat McAfee and what he was doing that I think professional wrestling has missed the boat on for a very long time. And okay. uh, the presentation is horrible. His delivery is atrocious. Every single moment is, like, the biggest moment there is. And now I can say these things because I've done it and I've been terrible at it, too. But having the fans' perspective, in the booth is something that I think was really missing. And when people are always talking about, well, you know, when I was in the ring, this, that, and the other, he, besides that brief little bit, he didn't train, he hasn't been in the business, and he's, he's a fan. And having that fan's perspective I thought was really nice, especially in the Rumble match that is such a fan favorite event and having him kind of go for it. But, no, I – did not like him, but I did like that, and I thought it was a good choice, and I think more people should capitalize on that. Everybody's so professional, but taking a fan and just saying, this is somebody who's followed our product. Like, uh, my boy Ryan Bodie, who's on the bump with WWE, he's a fan. Mm-hmm. He hasn't trained. He isn't in the ring. He loves the business, and that's a great perspective to have. And not only that, but... It is, but I don't want them calling the action. I don't want them to be a character on the show. He reminds me of, and I don't remember the guy's name, but I think he was, like, kind of biggish coming out of NXT at one point. Uh, that was, like, the dude bro character. you got to know who I'm talking about. Adam Rose? No. But Zach Ryder? At the same time, I think. Zach Ryder? No. Remember the guy? He was Zack Ryder. Mojo <laughs> Rowley? Like a, like a frat guy. Mojo Rowley. Oh, I hate that guy, too. I hate him, too. Exactly. Yeah. He reminds me of that guy. And I'm like, I don't need that guy calling matches. That's no, I, I agree. I don't need that guy, but I like that perspective. I mean, I'll, Just I'll the perspective what. of being a fan. I mean, isn't, cause isn't everybody a fan first? I mean, it's not like... There have been the occasional uh, experiments in WWE, as far as the commentary table goes, with, like, yeah. the, the current Raw guy uh, is a former MMA yep. announcer. I think they had Mike Goldberg for a while. But typically, it's always been guys in the business. And aren't those guys fans first anyway? Don't they have that perspective? 
I mean, I think they come from different backgrounds. I'm asking backgrounds. you a question, Hank. Respond to that. Well, I'm can you, trying to can you not hear me? Am I muted? Am I muted? No, I got you. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I felt like I kept uh, – all right. So, yeah, so from my perspective, um, WWE doesn't usually let fans talk about their product. They don't usually let fans interview their wrestlers. Um, they don't usually they, – they, they do everything they can to diminish – um, the efforts of anybody who hasn't done anything, um, sometimes even in wrestling, but certainly in any form of media, uh, you know, they're 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 the first to kind of discredit you in a lot of ways. So Pat McAfee, I I recognize that he's an in an in for them in a lot of ways. He he was what a, a punter, I think. So that, yeah, he was a punter. Yeah, he was called that's punter. Sort of. That's sort of like a football player, right? I mean, it's like Almost. it's on the. Per- on the periphery of being on an NFL team, kind of. Do they even ride with the teams? No, they have to rank their own trace. I, I thought so. I thought so, yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Cavi's going to rip my head off, right, Cavi? I won't. Brian will. <laughs> Why? He's not a punter. <laughs> uh, no, he's an offensive line. I mean, I look at it like this, guys. I look at the McAfee situation and, and like, you know, the, the fans' perspective like this. I don't pay to listen to the fans. But, you know, when I'm watching the product, that's that's a product I want to watch. I'll, I'll hear fan perspective if I want to go onto some Reddit board or something later, mm-hmm. and then we can shoot the breeze there. But it's like if I go to a Broadway show, I don't want them to pull the guy out of the third row to play, you know, to play the second lead. So at the same time, I don't want some just untrained jabroni to come in and yell about what I'm watching. I know what I'm watching. I know That's my right, man. My That's announcers right, and my eat your popcorn and drink and stay your keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need my announcers to be part of telling the story. I think it's an important part of telling the story because he's talking about stuff that these more polished people who probably have been McMahon screaming in their ears for a decade or more aren't used to saying, and he also is not afraid of the ramifications of it. So he can mention, you know, people who haven't been here or people who Vince might not want mentioned. What does he care? He has a, a pension that he's sitting on. If he gets fired, he goes back to doing his podcast, and he's fine. But there's something about – Do you honestly about, think he's not being produced? I think he's being produced, but I don't think he cares as much. There's something about that joie de vivre for the product that's not the same people saying the same things over and over again. Isn't he the shorts guy? He's the guy that got in trouble, I think, for wearing shorts. Like early on, he was doing some segment, and Vince McMahon apparently hates shorts, so he was wearing like khaki shorts, and I guess Michael Cole got on. I think it was him. I'm pretty sure. So like, yeah, I, I, I think it lends to that. Like, you know, here's an outside guy. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like there should be some polish or some kind of training. Um, I feel like most independent announcers are better than he is, or at least the same. I agree 100%. When, when, when um, you know, and, and a couple months ago, this was actually pretty funny. I don't remember if you guys were with the show, but Bill Apter, who's a part of the VOC Nation, you know, in some form, he um, he was tweeting, I guess, during SmackDown, and, and, and you got Pat McAfee up on the table dancing and screaming into the microphone for Nakamura. And Bill's like, Bill said something like, you know, with all due respect, Pat, nobody wants to hear you sing. Scream in my ear. I had to mute my and, – and Pat yeah, McAfee that's said – That's horrible. And, and for Bill Apter to say that, and, for, and, and his response to Bill Apter was, with all due respect, Bill, F off, was his answer. Ah! <laughs> no respect. 
No, no, no respect in the business. <laughs> it's a punter. What do you Undertaker mean? would have his way with Matt McAfee. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, where, where's <laughs> Mr. McMahon's respect for his business starting the XFL three, six, seven times? So, yeah. like, like, the, the respect was <laughs> like, street here. The weirdest thing that was said in that whole story was that this McMahon doesn't like shorts. He's oh. a man who built who built his fortune on men in bikini briefs, and you're telling me he don't yeah. like shorts? Right. Well, he doesn't like their announcers in shorts. Everybody should wear a suit. I heard he didn't even like Jerry Lawler wearing, like, T-shirts. He just kind of accepted it because it was Jerry Lawler. I think Jerry Lawler earned the right to wear a T-shirt, but I totally agree with you on the guys on the indie scene. I think that instead of putting a Pat McAfee in there, there are plenty of great announcers on the indie scene that can be called up to the big leagues. You know, guys who maybe modeled their careers on Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, had a great sense of style like Mark Madden. I'm saying guys like me, HKB, Hardcore Kevin Brady, should be in the booth next to whatever other jabroni they've got calling the action. You, you do real well with Vince and you. you. You'd handle that tremendously. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hear what you're all saying, and I get it. He's not the person to deliver it. I think there's somebody that can add that. It gets tiresome when it's always the people who've been in the ring and – I just need something different. I think that's, I mean, that's the big problem with the beginning of the whole. It needs something different. And I was looking for anything to, like, latch onto at that point in time as I grew more and more miserable as the pay-per-view wore on. <laughs> but I thought that having, like, that energy, that kind of, like, I'm popping for the guys that I want to pop for. I'm not mm-hmm. really going by the book. I liked it. He's not the right delivery system for it. But I think there's something there. I think it's it's – AEW's announcers are all great, but they've been in it for a thousand years, and everybody has some sort of in-ring experience when they had a chance to really change their product and go and kind of either pull somebody from the indies who might not have, you know, been a worker, or pull somebody from entertainment that might have, you know, a different perspective than anybody else. Pat McAfee is not the answer, but I think he brings a little something to the table. Yeah, just like the guy from the Monty Python on the desk saying, that was something completely different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, and, and and this is just my impression. Again, I haven't talked to anybody with WWE specifically about Pat McAfee, uh, but I think he turned a lot of heads with that Adam Cole feud that they did. What was it, two years ago now in NXT? Uh, he he held his own with the guy, you know, uh, on the mic and as well as in the ring. And I I felt like maybe he didn't earn the spot that he's in. I'm sure it's a combination of celebrity and that, but. You know, they all seem to like him. They do. I, I, For my money, Stro, I can feel Stro groaning right now. I like Corey Graves. I think Corey Graves is like, to, to me, Corey Graves is the new, like, Bobby Heenan type. I, I, well, I enjoy Oh, my that. God. That's, that's several bridges too far. I was just about to ask if there will ever be, like, another Jesse Ventura, a guy yeah, who's I mean, at the top of the card and then retires. To become like your your top place. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not even getting to finish. Yeah, I like. I I feel like you know. I'm not saying he's there. I'm just saying he's kind of in that mold, and and I can see what he does, and I appreciate it, and I think it's uh it's really hard to do inspiring commentary with the product that you want. Bobby Heenan, really? Well, you don't see how he's modeled after Bobby Heenan. He goes out there and he makes fun of everybody. I I do. I think 
he's not he's not a coward about it like Bobby Heenan was. That's what makes Bobby ah. great. He's a coward. Well, hey, Corey Graves. You can't be a coward on the desk. Today I'll listen to you. I I, I could see some ways maybe, but. I can see what you're saying. It, it, it's yeah. miles and miles off. The stuff that with Corey Graves that's, like, super cringy for me is all the stuff with Carmelo. Like, dude, we know you. We know the story. And there's some people that, like, just don't jig on that kind of stuff. And I'm one of those. Like, man, just gross. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, Corey Graves has, has grown on me. Yeah. As, as a commentator. I, I think he's a good – I don't know. I, I think he's a good, good bad guy announcer. That's all. I, I just think he's good. He, and he I think Morrow he can get better. Fantastic. Ian Morrow was yeah. fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know oh, what yeah. his history with. I don't know what his history with Carmella is, Hack, but I, I, I. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't. That he meant while he was his wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, better. <laughs> so always that little twist to the story that makes uh, it better. <laughs> zing. Yeah, you were saying, but yeah, we, we do need some good announcers. I think like. There is something uh, we we saw a little bit of controversy over the past couple of weeks with uh, what Ken Kennedy um, and about how he's training people. There is something to be said for seeing one of your students in the ring and be like, "You're terrible. Why don't you go over there and making something from that?" I mean, not everybody's cut out to be a worker, and not everybody wants yeah. to be breaking down their bodies at 25, making fifty dollars if the house isn't light. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's viable. Yeah. I, um, for my money, and again, you know, take my opinion for what it's worth. I think Corey Graves is pretty good. Um, I, I like Tom Phillips a lot. The, the, he's the guy that left, and now he's the impact announcer. Um, he was doing Raw for a while, and I thought he was really good at it, you know? And, you know, when I you like him over, you're like, well, they're different kind of announcers. You know, one's the straight guy, and one's, yeah. the, bad, one's the bad guy. Yeah. Legit. I have, I have I no like problem than Michael with Hall. <laughs> I have no problem with their announcers, by and large, specifically Jimmy Smith and Michael Cole is fine. Michael Cole is, like, the least inspiring announcer ever, but... Yeah, you know, efficient is the best way to put it. You know, he tells the story, but I could be more entertained returning a library book than listening to SmackDown. I mean, Michael Cole has been the same... He's been the same guy since 2001. I mean, he has not changed... Oh, lick. He's not gotten better. He's not gotten worse. He's just completely even keeled. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy that got Jim Ross. I mean, not against Corey. I mean, he's okay. He's okay to me. You know, he's just, I, I don't know, compared to him. Oh, Corey. <laughs> some of the, like, I don't know. I don't think there's ever, and let me qualify, I don't think there's ever going to be another Bobby Heenan or Jesse Ventura. I just think he tries to be in that mold, and I don't think he's terrible. I don't think there's ever going to be, like, another JR, another Shivani. I mean, totally, yeah, there's right. definitely never going to be another Joey Styles because no company will My ever God. let somebody get the, the one-person booth like that. I love Joey, man. He's amazing. He, he, he's, he's a Vince Scully wrestling. He's my goat. Like that, that's yeah, yeah. That's my number one. And, and I'll tell you what. I don't know. Yeah. We should start like announcer boot camp somewhere, and then take kids' money and tell them they're going to be world champ. Yeah. No. I mean, it's What's a good, good idea? idea. It's a good idea. I, I, I like Morello my... too. Uh, it's sad where yeah. he's not there anymore, but he's doing what's best for him, you know. That's right. For my money, honestly, they have one of the best color guys in the business, and they won't put him anywhere near the booth, and it's a shame. 
in Paul Heyman. The work that he was doing in 2001 was amazing. And all oh, the yeah, stuff that he absolutely. did for ECW, it's, it, it, it really is a waste for him to be out there on one segment every show. I think that's why I think that's why it's a waste because he's only out there for one segment. But I mean, right. he's such a great he's such a great mouthpiece and manager. I'd like to give him a whole stable of guys. He's and like a Bobby Heenan. Segments an episode. He's like a Bobby yeah. Heenan, you could say. Yeah, I mean, or probably or <laughs> dangerously. I mean, he's <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Pat McAfee, I'm I'm not a I, I don't know. It's just me. He's no Bobby Heenan. Who, Pat McAfee's got a problem. If Pat McAfee has a problem with that, then he can step inside this ring with me. This ring right behind me. At my house. Pat McAfee is no Byron Saxton. I mean. Oh, Byron. Good old Byron. Man, I have no idea who Byron is. He's entertaining, man. I like him. That guy. When when his, his, like, promo picks and his, like, a highlight reel? Yeah. I was like, oh, dear God, dude, you should have figured this out a long time before. Yeah. Like, you yeah. do not belong here. Like, man, I could say it. Like, yeah. I could say it. Because I was garbage to watch in a professional wrestling ring. Not good at all. But, hey, I can I can keep you entertained. Right, yeah. It's not that hard. I got no. And here's, a, here's another one. They had him for years, bro. How many years did we talk about it? We even had him on this show talking about it. Booker T was another amazing yeah. announcer. And, and not that long yeah, ago. Yeah. They had him on there, like, what, three, four years ago? Like, he was great. He was... Oh, man. I don't I know why they took him off. Yeah. He seems like he fell out with WWE a little bit. Like, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was probably. probably. Sure, I don't know he was fired, was he? Well, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't know that a legend is ever really... Fire, I, yeah, I mean, I guess they are. That, like, that legend. He still does the free stuff. I, I got to do his person down to, like, doing those uh, shows. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kathy, go ahead. He does the free, uh, the, for the pay-per-view, he does the panel. I know. But why do yeah, they do that? Yeah. Like, why why waste anybody on that? The only, the only pre-show that I'll ever watch is WrestleMania, and it's only because they don't tell you when the matches are actually starting. They trick you. They do. I always said they should say the first match is at 515 and the next match is at 615. If they do that, I'll tune in at 515. But I don't want to watch Byron Saxton talking about why this is such a heat-filled match and and it's going to be great. I don't really care what any of them think about the matches that they created. Thank God for Corey carrying them. Yeah. (laughs) The next Bobby Unan, I'll tell you. (laughs) Corey the Brain Graves. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, needs his own, he needs his own organ. He can't be the brain. How about Corey the kidney graves? <laughs> he seems more like a liver to me. Corey the yeah, liver you know, graves. I see that. It, his face shapes like a hair. Kind of like a yeah. yeah. And, and he's kind of yellowish, you know? Yeah. He's, uh, I, I honestly thought they were going to give him a spot in the Rumble. I, I enjoyed him tremendously in the ring news. Right, right, right. He was, a, he was a fun competitor to watch. Didn't he, wasn't it an injury that ended his career, though? Several concussions. But apparently he got cleared, or at least that's what the rumor. It could have came from, from our guests, for all I know. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, you know what? That's, uh, that's actually the perfect segue because joining us on the line right now is the Brain Trust, the creator, uh, the man behind the ultra-popular kfabenews.com, recently celebrating its 10-year anniversary in the business. Everybody from uh, Mick Foley to, oh, my God, like just about anybody out there today talking about kfabe news, and we have with us Colin Hunter. What's going on, Colin? Hello. It's nice to hear from you. How are you doing? Brother, it's it's great to hear from you. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. It's always a good day when I can talk to you, my friend. I, I deliberately tried to throw you off by asking you how you were doing because uh, you opened the show by saying <laughs> <laughs> you hate me. That happens. That, that, that was my you. first my first rib. <laughs> you definitely have a sense of humor, man. I mean, I, you know, to look at this website and and some of these headlines. Actually, Stro, uh, did did you catch the story that Stro was saying earlier? Yes, about WCW and Shane. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty that, crazy. That's wonderful. That 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 yeah. kind of story is what makes my day. That story, the the Shane McMahon relaunching WCW story, did a little more than I expected it to. It really caught on, <laughs> and the, the last I checked, about five hundred thousand people have seen that story, <laughs> which is which is quite a lot, and that's because so many people thought it was real. Um, so on a typical day, like, my traffic isn't anywhere near that high. So I woke up one morning last week, and I was like, oh, I wonder I wonder if anybody's looking at the at K-Fabe News. And <laughs> thousands and thousands of people are spreading that story. <laughs> and apparently one person, one of those people spread it directly to Stro, which is great. <laughs> made me so happy. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Where do you get the inspiration for all this stuff? Is it all literally just off the top of your head? Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, um, like you said, it's been 10 years. Um, and I, the last time you and I saw each other in person was, it was just before that, I think. Just it was before a long that, time yep. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, cause I was writing for, um, PWI and, and some of the related magazines and, and, um, and I, I got this idea about 10 years ago that I wanted to sort of combine the, the kayfabe style of the magazines with like the humor of the onion with my background in newspaper writing. And so I just, yeah, started writing these, these satirical sort of onion styled news stories. Uh, and I thought, 
oh, I'll see. I'll see if I can crank out a dozen of them. And then I thought, well, okay, I did a dozen. Maybe I'll see if I can do 20. And then it was 50. And the last I checked, it was about 3,300-something. 3, um, yeah, you got a lot there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, wrestling. Yeah, so I, I got to tell you, I just uh, – Sorry, go ahead. I just, I just laughed out loud at, at one of your pieces. And my first thought was uh, it transported me back to – um, you know, a college radio station laying on the couch reading a physical copy of The Onion with, with this the headline, best. Hulk Hogan's brother pleads, quote, please stop <laughs> telling me something, end quote. Yeah. Laughed out loud when I read that. Perfect. I, that's, that's exactly what I want to say. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 that's, every once in a while I revisit the idea of Hulk Hogan's brother, the guy who just – gets told something all the time. And he's like, no, I don't want you to tell me something, brother. Thanksgiving ever. Ralph Hogan. Ralph Hogan. Ralph Hogan. Why don't you ever talk yeah. to your sister? She's right there. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. a good you have a, that's a good story I do see that's you asked me if I just come up with ideas off the top of my head. Some of it's just by, yeah. like, chatting with people. That's a great idea. Uh, Hogan's sister <laughs> feels like she's being ignored. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just at me on that one. You can have it. Uh, first one's three. I'll, I'll give you I'll, – I'll send you the royalties. Yeah, zero times zero. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you, do you have a favorite story that you've written in the last ten years? Is there one that, like, jumps out at you as, like, the best? Well, there's – I wondered if you might ask that, and so I was thinking about it, and it's, you know, I, at different times I like all of them, but one that just keeps enduring, and I know this is Mick Foley's favorite story, because he's told me this, and he's even said it, I've twice I've seen him do his stage act, where he actually mentions the story during his show, and it's, uh, <laughs> the headline, the headline is, um, hold on, let me make sure I get it right, John Cena visits injured self in hospital. Um, so it's this idea that John, when John Cena was hurt, that John Cena went to visit John Cena to, to make a wish and made John Cena feel better. And I'm not very good with Photoshop. Like part of it, part of the humor is that I suck at Photoshop, and so my my photos always look like shit. But um, this yeah. one just happened to work out where I found a picture of a guy in a hospital shaking hands with John Cena, and I did a little thing, so I've got this image of. Cena in a hospital bed shaking his own hand. and Anyway, there's something just so absurd about that because the joke is that the joke isn't at the expense of anybody. The joke is actually demonstrating that John Cena has been such a hero to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the hospital that he would even visit himself. That's how far he would go. So I like that joke because it's sort of punching up instead of punching down. <laughs> have you had any pushback from people that didn't like a particular story and maybe like a subject that you wrote about? Well, like today? <laughs> uh, yeah. In general. In general. I mean, um, so like the, you write about Triple um, H and Triple H calls you up angry. So that so far hasn't happened. And um, okay. there's been a couple of times, I, I an old uh, – one of my very first stories 10 years ago 
was I still think it's a pretty funny story that this was when he was alive. Uh, the joke was Paul Bearer suddenly realizes his name is a pun. Um, like this <laughs> idea that Paul Bearer, all, after all these years, would be like, "Oh my God, my name!" Um, but he, while he was alive, he didn't find it all that funny. And my favorite part was he just tweeted at me, "Get a life." Like, oh no! Like the, 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 more, the more is telling me to get a life. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but the, the flip side is, I've heard much more uh, positive feedback. And my favorite bit yeah, is that yeah. I've, I've gotten I've gotten to know one of the former writers for WWE, and he said that he and Road Dog would often laugh backstage at my stuff, and they would show it to Vince McMahon, oh, cool. and he would chuckle at it. Uh, so apparently, uh, I've heard through the source that Vince McMahon is a, has, has at least gotten a kick out of some of my jokes, which is pretty gratifying. That's funny. That's funny. You know, for, for now, my money. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was going to say, looking at your writing, you know, there's a couple of different, a couple of different comedy methods you have at work. You know, you've got the absurdist stuff with you know, the whole Hulk Hogan's brother idea. Uh, but then something as simple as, as this here, uh, this headline, rumors rampant regarding Rowdy Ronda Rousey Royal Rumble return, <laughs> and we dare you wow, to you did it. Story aloud. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. I, but <laughs> please, that's please a whole different going, the whole type story. of comedy, and you made it there, too. Yeah, he said uh, you had to do the whole story. Oh, no, no, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, come on. But uh, my question is, do you have any experience prior to this in comedy writing? Because you, your your comedy writing is definitely de- – it's well-defined. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, no, I, I – um, not – not really, no. Um, I, I was a newspaper writer, and I'd, I've written columns and stuff. But, no, this, this was kind of – Kayfabe News was my chance to see, you know, to to see if I could craft humor in a certain way. You know, there's a structure to it, yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and it's it's uh, the structure is very much based on the Onion and that satirical news style. But you know, it's Kayfabe News has kind of become its own little thing, and yeah, it's it's been um, it's been kind of my testing ground to play with humor and to see what works and what doesn't. And some jokes flop. And, you know, I've published 3,000 of these articles, but I think I have 3,000 unpublished drafts of really bad ideas. Like, and so sometimes <laughs> I publish bad ideas and people tell me they're bad, not by saying that's not funny, but they just, you know, some jokes that don't click as much as others. But when they do, um, it's it's really gratifying. And, you know, it's gotten to the point where, I get to sort of unleash a, a, a joke into the world and then kind of sit back and watch where it goes. Like, just hearing the throw, heard about it from a friend, or, you know, when I hear when I hear from a wrestler, like, uh, so sometimes I'll hear from a wrestler, like, jokingly, like, ah, thanks a lot, now all the fans are asking you about this or that, you know. I think Colt Cabana <laughs> didn't, didn't love that I had a story where it was, I put a bunch of, wrestling promos through multiple layers of Google Translate, so they got more and more ridiculous over time um, <laughs> through multiple languages. And the CM Punk pipe bomb promo, where he says, hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? Uh, turned into, hey, horse hut. 
you know, Colt Cabana turned into Horse Hut. And so Colt was like, <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for creating Horse Hut. Now people are calling me Horse Hut. <laughs> but but he's, he's, got, he's got a good sense of humor. He, he doesn't mind too much, I think. The one, the one that always comes to mind for me is uh, when you reported that uh, Brock Lesnar's uh, chest tattoo had gone completely flaccid, and and you talked at length last time I believe we had you on. Uh, was there any wow. kickback from Brock Lesnar on that one? Oh, he can't read. So it's you know Brock Lesnar is an interesting case because yeah I I have a lot of fun at his expense because yeah. he is because he's this this albino mountain gorilla with a tattoo of a dagger in his chest. And, and he's, um, but I, I always remember, um, again, I'm going to go back to Mick Foley. So I, I saw Mick Foley do a spoken word comedy thing, uh, live and Foley sort of gave the speech, this sort of heartfelt speech saying, you know, we wrestlers, we're humans too, and when we see you guys, you fans commenting negatively online, it hurts our feelings, with one exception, Brock Lesnar. He says, Brock Lesnar does not care what you think, truly does not care. He just, and, and so I've taken some solace in the fact that if, Brock, if I pissed off Brock Lesnar, he could, he could swallow me whole, but he doesn't right. give a hoot what I'm saying, like, I think he, his brain is just, yeah, he he's got nothing to be uh, insecure about. Let's say so. Um, yeah, jokes at his expense. Uh, I used to worry a little bit about them, but now I'm like, no, he he's he could he could break me in half <laughs> anytime he wanted to. But the reason he's not in jail is because he doesn't use his powers for pure evil. <laughs> He saw that tattoo. He had to know. Like, there is never a point in time when he did not know what that was going to look like. Like, I know. Tattoo, there is several, several steps to the process. I feel like I, he did it as a challenge a to us, right? He picked that tattoo off the wall and said, yeah, you know what? I'm putting a piece right. on my chest, and I dare you to say something about it, fat guy. <laughs> Well, another, another story um, I did about that tattoo go ahead, go ahead. was um, the the idea that uh, he's finally had a tattoo artist add the testicles to the bottom of it. So this, this idea that he just, he, he just had a scrotum added to the bottom of his tattoo. Again, I'm glad if there was one that was going to piss him off, that would be the one. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, again, I think he uh, he's got a lot. Of, he has he um, uh, other things to care about than uh, than little sure. me making jokes that it doesn't sure. too. Protein powder and dollar signs. Yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm I'm also a big fan of and, and you do do this frequently um, where you mislabel people and, and it's hilarious. It's great. He did one of uh, stunning Steve Austin not that long ago. Uh, and he asked mm -hmm. if you can identify. He said he became a huge star. And he's like, no, it's not Charles Robinson. It's not Barry Windham. It's uh, it's the man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he reinvented himself as uh, Waylon Mercy. That's right. <laughs> None other than Dan Spivey, who went on to portray Cat Mr. America, which uh, I, I don't know who your sources are for these, uh, but yeah. I always enjoy a good um, a good identification. 
of a of a of a picture. And uh, I also love the um, the names. You know, sometimes you will like, for example, what is uh, what is the Undertaker's uh, shoot name? <laughs> what is it? Um, in real, I call him Cab Calloway sometimes. Um, Cab Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you called him Marcus remember, Alexander uh, Calloway one time. Oh yeah, Marcus, Marcus <laughs> Alexander Calloway. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. You were trading Josh uh, at one point in time, which is yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I, I um, over time because I've yeah. been doing this long enough. I yeah, there's this, these recurring jokes that I'm kind of making for myself, and if there's any like long-term readers, but you know, playing around with names like that. The gag that Dan Spivey was Mister America is a recurring gag, right? And um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> there are a few jokes like the idea that Seth Seth Rollins' middle name is not freaking, but it's actually just Todd. Um, so whenever I mention Seth Rollins, I, I actually spell out Seth Todd Rollins. Um, and <laughs> Rollins, I, the real Seth Rollins had fun with that. He saw that story and he just tweeted the words Seth Todd Rollins. <laughs> that was funny. He was playing along with it. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. I, I also wanted to yeah. ask you about the video. Now, you, you not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago now, you, you kind of have branched into producing videos for the site as well. And, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they allow you to get a little more in-depth with some of those stories. What was the thought process? Has it been difficult to kind of change gears and do that kind of stuff as well? Um, it, it's, uh, it's actually, it was really cool. So I was just doing my own thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm a writer. I don't really have an interest in being on camera so much. Um, and uh, so I, I always just sort of kept it to these written articles and the social media stuff. But I kept getting messages yeah. uh, starting a few years ago. Um, I, I would get messages now and then from various people. But one um, one guy kept uh, writing to me um, from, from what culture and uh, – and okay. It, um, a couple of people there uh, were interested in doing sort of a newscast um, version, a video newscast version of Kayfabe News, and I resisted for the longest time. Well, I didn't resist. I just sort of stalled because I was like, this this thing is sort of my own baby. It's it's kind of I have my own unique vision for it, and I, I kind of want to keep it to myself. But I get I kept talking to them and kept talking to them. And um, and realized that uh, the people involved were super talented and smart with video and presentation and everything else. And so it, it's basically been a partnership with me and basically two other people um, who I've never actually met face-to-face. -face. And uh, I think we've – I don't know how many videos we've put out. It's been a while. We're on a bit of a hiatus it's just because you know, okay. life <laughs> – real, real life happens and – and uh yeah. can't always focus on goofy wrestling stuff. But um it was in in a fairly short period of time we got, you know, millions of views and tens of thousands of followers and I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier with it. Like the most amazing thing was you know, when I'm sitting here writing this stuff, sitting on my computer at home, like <laughs> with a dog on my lap, it, it, I'm not making you know 
I'm not laughing at my own jokes. It's very sort of methodical, like delete, you know, replace, copy, paste, you know, put together an article. Yeah. And, uh, but then when these guys in the UK started turning them into videos, I'd be seeing my, my sort of jokes told through a different way and a different medium. <laughs> and I'd be laughing at them. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is actually funny. This is great. I'd be sort right. of surprised by my own jokes sometimes. And it was really refreshing. It is really refreshing. Like uh, like one of the last ones I saw, uh, and I don't know how old this was, but it was talking about um, The Undertaker leaving WWE to go to AEW as the mortician. And you, you know, you kind of, it, it was, I, I don't know if that was your thing or if that was theirs. It had yeah, me that's, busting up. I, it was great. Yeah, it, I, I actually had a lot of fun. Um, and we'll, I'm, I hope we'll do more of these, but, you know, I would write the script for the newscast. So I'd also be writing the words for the host, the guy behind the the, the desk slipping marks. I'm not going to reveal his uh, <laughs> real name. Philip and Marks, yeah. Philip and Marks. And, uh, <laughs> and so it, it, that was another thing because I hadn't written, you know, for broadcast before. So I'm writing yeah. not only the articles but how they're told by the newscaster. And, and he was full of tons of ideas and great improv and I didn't need much scripting. But, it, yeah, again, it's it's super fun to, like, to, to – uh, try to repackage content in a way that it will work in video and, you know, things that I didn't have at my disposal before, like visual gags, you know, running visual gags are now possible and, you know, funny pronunciations and accents and goofy wigs. <laughs> Basically, the, the most fun part, honestly, was no matter what I would write, good old Philip and Marks would do it. it without question, I'd send a script and be like, okay, here's a <laughs> I'm like, you realize it says you'll do this whole thing in your underwear. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's been really fun. Um, one of the listeners wants to know, and you kind of were touching on it earlier, but do you have a favorite target? Like as far as who you're um, writing about, do you have a favorite person to pick one? Yeah, it's us. Um, us wrestling fans, uh, us people who talk about wrestling and think about wrestling and 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 discuss it. Um, uh, a lot of the humor is really directed at fans because uh, almost none of my jokes yeah. are about real <laughs> real people. They're about characters that are played on TV. I, I, I make that pretty. Yeah. You know, a story about Jeff Jarrett's music being pulled from Spotify. Like that's written completely <laughs> in in the in the belief in, in the supposition that that Jarrett actually wrote and performed those songs, you know, it's, it's so, um, it's the, the joke is that we fans buy into this stuff in the first place. So yeah, the joke yeah. is often at the expense, <laughs> not at the expense of the fan, but it's at the, the joke is the idea that we're even buying into something so silly, you know, um, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. one, one headline I had the other day was something like, Frustrated fan boycotts WWE for 26th time. Um, you know, we're we're a kind of fan who we we have a strange love hate relationship with this thing, and so a lot of times the humor, when you really boil it down, it's kind of poking fun at this strange thing that we're all talking about and watching and enjoying. 
Yeah, yeah. One one that came to mind for me when you talk about the fans is the one uh, you actually posted it on the first of this year, and it talked about the fan that already had six candidates for the match of the year, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> AEW Dark, GCW, and New Japan. It's just amazing. Just just great stuff, right, Colin. You, you definitely. Yeah. Uh, you des- you deserve a lot of uh, applause, which I know you get from people because uh, this this website kind of makes my workday go by a lot better. Oh, that that makes me feel so good. Like it really is. Um, when I, I write, it's it's not a money maker. I sell a few T-shirts and I, a few dollars trickle in the door, but it's. I started writing it to amuse myself. And my dad, <laughs> who's watched wrestling with me my whole life, and we've made fun of it my whole life, and a couple of other friends who have the same sort of sense of humor and about wrestling. And and now that, you know, people all over the place, all around the world say things like that, I get messages from people saying, like, boy, I needed a, a laugh today, and you provided it to me. You know, that's cool. – uh, <laughs> it, it, I didn't expect that to come out of this, that people would actually find it as a uh, little <laughs> ray of light in some uh, pretty crappy times. But if that's if that's what it is, then I'm delighted. Well, uh, you mentioned... Ellen, you're, as, you're as big a hero as John Cena is. And, and before <laughs> uh, before we let you go, I'm, I'm going to answer the call. I'm going to read the article out loud. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, run around. <laughs> if you can pull this one off, right. I've got one about Ryback and back pay for the back payback pay per view. Oh, please, no Ryback. <laughs> it's in my contract. No Ryback. Rowdy Ronda Rousey, oh. roundly regarded as a revolutionary wrestler, is reportedly reconsidering returning to wrestling at Royal Rumble. Ronda's really rethinking wrestling retirement. Wrestler Rhea Ripley recently revealed to reporters. <laughs> Ripley's ruminations on Rousey reportedly resonated with wrestling's reigning regal Roman Reigns. Reigns recently retweeted rather risque remarks by retired wrestler Ryan Ryback Reeves regarding wrestling's recent ruinous repetitiveness. Ryback talked of backroom kickbacks playing up the back pay he received for the payback pay-per-view. <laughs> that is the best I've heard. I'm not, I'm not joking that. You so I I've seen one video. You should check my social media. I think it's on there on Twitter um, from about a yeah. week ago, where one guy nailed it. You know, really fast, really good pronunciation. But then he showed blooper after blooper of all the the uh, the times he screwed it up. You just did that live. You did it on the first try. This guy, this guy took like twenty times to get it. Completely unread. Wow. Nothing yeah. but the best. That's. Uh, yeah, I uh, now and now that's I want to hear you read the uh, to replace Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, I now I want to hear you read the uh, the Google Translate uh, promos. <laughs> I feel like you could. Uh, I'm very impressed. That that now my cool. new challenge is, cool. is going to be to write something that you can't read. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's going to be that hard. <laughs> sounds like you've got a few features uh, coming up on the site. <laughs> And <laughs> just stays on the yeah. conversation tonight, uh, Colin. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned you mentioned the T-shirt and you mentioned the social media. So where can people kind of buy a shirt and follow along online with everything that you've got going on? 
So, um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to plug. Um, I, I, I don't even want to plug my own stuff so much right now because I'm excited about a couple of other things. Um, I will plug, uh, you know, Kayfabe News. If you just Google that, it's everywhere. And if you want a T-shirt for WrestlingTees.com slash Kayfabe News. But I've done a couple of really fun collaborations that are coming out soon. Um, one, uh, Colt Cabana has a... Uh, you know, he's sort of the king of the wrestling podcasters, and he's been doing it just about longer than anybody. And he's had a series called Pro Wrestling Fringe, um, which is like a storytelling podcast about, like, cool, unique stories from wrestling. And I've collaborated with him on a really fun episode. I did some of the research and writing, and he did the speaking. And um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but keep an eye out for Colt's stuff. And... Um, Sure. There's a podcast that, that's being recorded now, and it's going to be released starting really soon by two really good friends of mine. Uh, it's called An Unscripted Spectacle. And so it's about wrestling, but the premise is that one host is a super mega huge lifelong wrestling fan, like to the bone, and the co-host knows nothing about wrestling, and she's like, what is going on? <laughs> so each week they talk to uh, a different guest. I was one. Cole Cabana's done it. They've talked to T.J. Wilson and uh, Jimmy Corderas. And, um, anyway, it, it's a podcast like just about the love of wrestling. It's, there's no like they don't even That's talk cool. about like what's on TV nowadays, Raw or SmackDown. Or it's not about that. It's more sort of a philosophical uh, discussion about why we all love this crazy. That's called an unscripted spectacle, and it's coming out soon. And I think yeah, I I. I've heard a few episodes and I just love it. Not not just because it's by friends of mine and I'm on it, but <laughs> I think it's really cool. So those are my plugs. Well, for coming out at the right stuff. time with Murderville just hitting Netflix, it feels very similar in that vein. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. It seems like a lot yeah, of fun. I love uh, I love that show. Yeah, that's real good. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Colin, uh, you know, thank you so much for the time. Uh, I have a favor to ask. Uh, would you mind recording what we call a bumper? Maybe play it at the beginning of the show sometimes? Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. Um, uh, so the name of the show is In the Room. Just kind of tell people who you are. Feel, you know, definitely mention Kayfabe News. And, uh, yeah, and just you're listening to In the Room. All right. Hey, I'm Colin Hunter from Kayfabe News. And if you only believe one thing I say, because you shouldn't believe anything I say, but if you believe one thing I say, you should listen to In the Room the wonderful wrestling podcast. Cool. Thank you, sir. Would would that do the trick? No, it was perfect. I loved it. Yeah. I appreciate wonderful. it. Yeah, thank you so much well, for the time, Colin. And Mike Tanay. Best of luck with everything, man. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the 10 years is just the beginning. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I hope I'll see you again in person one of these days. And, uh, now I'm just going to keep Someday. listening to the rest of the show. Someday. All right. Well, thank See you, guys. man. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. All right. Bye-bye. That was Colin Hunter. And be sure to check out kfabenews.com. I know you guys got to get out of here as well um, as we head toward a commercial break. But anything either of you want to plug on the way out? I, I really hope you do it like that. that. 
that yeah. sister Hogan right. story. That would make me so happy. That was I a great ask. idea. Yeah. Yeah. He's you even know, got a phone. photoshopped brother, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's he pretty looks, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks like uh, I'll put it on the chat. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Go kill the rest <laughs> and of the show. We'll see you next week. On my way out, I'd just like to uh, quickly plug at KFED News, and if you follow them on Twitter, you'll also be prompted to follow Lance Storm at Lance Storm. So please go follow Lance Storm. That's my plug for the evening. Okay. <clears throat> Great show, guys. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank and, uh, Thank we're going to we're gonna take a commercial break right now, but on the other side, we're going to get to the callers. We have Malcolm, we have Dr. John, and we have you as well, 914-338. 1885, it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of pro wrestling interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Please go out here, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the did loss. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. All right, uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. You can check us out live each and every week right here on VOCNation.com, courtesy of our good friends at Blog Talk Radio and, of course, our sponsors, Pro Wrestling Interviews, and, and what a great job they do as well. Be sure to check out their stuff. Uh, Brady Hicks here. I've got with me the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stroh. Before we jump back in and, and maybe even talk a little more kayfabe news because that was fun, Stroh. Uh, but before we get into that, what do you got going on this week? Well, uh, this Thursday night, WWE Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time on DSNation.com. We'll be discussing dream matches. So if you have a favorite dream match of yours you'd like to share, please call in. It should be a lot of fun. And then Friday night, Mahara Sci-Fi Show, The Stroh Zone, Midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my official Facebook page at facebook.com slash Maestro. Uh, the feature for Friday night will be House, excuse me, Horrors, rather, of Spider Island. So please tune in. Horrors of Spider Island? Yes. <laughs> Horrors. <laughs> Horrors, yeah, yeah. Horrors, yeah. And it's set. And I did a horror in college. Oh, right on. She was really scary, yeah. 
Oh, I, I believe that. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so this I love weekend, them all. Be part of Statesville Comic Con. They guest in the Statesville Comic Con in Statesville, North Carolina, at the Civic okay. Center from 10 to 5 p.m. Um, so go uh, come check us out if you're in the area. I'm gonna be also a, a special guest for the cosplay contest as well. But for more information, go to uh, Statesville Comic Con on Facebook. Ah, very cool. Very cool. That sounds like that'll be a fun event for sure. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Now, um, of course, I can't call in on Thursday, but for me, there was one dream match for a kid who watched wrestling start in the 80s all the way mm-hmm. through to today, Stro. Uh, we yeah. never got Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold, and that was always right. the one I wanted, you know? We got The Rock. Oh, yeah. We never got Stone Cold and Hogan. Oh, that'd be tremendous. And Austin thinks it would have sucked, he said. He, he just thinks they wouldn't have <laughs> matched well. But uh, I disagree. I think it would have been really good. Mm-hmm. Especially if Hogan were the Hollywood Hogan, you know, just a little bit more coward-like. And, uh, you know, I, right. I just think it would have worked. I, I think it would have been really cool. Um, but, you know, oh, that, for, sure, mm-hmm. for sure. You only get those, like, once-in-a-generation stars, like, once-in-a-generation, you know? In fact, I right. as much as I like Cena and Roman Reigns, I I don't know that we've got another Rock or Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan or or Bruno or anybody like that in those guys yet. I I hope that someday, but yeah, it just doesn't quite feel it to me. Yeah, me too. I hope we can get some some new stars that are kind of more larger than life. You know what I mean? Exactly, over the top. And and right now, I think Roman is about the closest that we've come in a long time, but. You know, mm-hmm. you also you also need competition there, and there just hasn't been that level that he needs. So, right. yeah, let's go to the phones. Uh, we'll, we'll open it up with uh, eight four three, which is South Carolina. I I'm not sure exactly. I think this is Malcolm, maybe if not the other one is for sure. What's going on? You're on in the room. Hey Brady, um, I just want to tell you, I thought um, Kevin was funny doing that recital. You know, whatever he was talking <laughs> about Ronda Rousey. But I think it would have been funnier if he would have done it instead of with R's, but with W's like Elmer Fudd. It would have sounded a lot funnier, Kevin. It was so cool. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, really. I want to meet Kevin, and I want to meet Patrick someday. I really have a lot of respect for them. I also want to meet you, Brady. Thank you, guys. Papa Stroh. And Papa Stroh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to think of one good dream match because I used to get on there until you like five or six. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so. I love it. <laughs> I'm cleaning it up. Oh, you know? um, and Brady, I'm really no, no, nervous but, yeah, because it's a week from Saturday, the 19th. I get to talk to this champ. I get to talk to Hogan for five minutes, and I'm going to Florida to do what this. What you going to do? Maybe I'll get a chance to meet him. wild on you, brother. Because I got That's Brady, right. I got so much to say to him. You know, all the signatures on the jacket no. I, I bought from the New York vendors yeah. in November 12, 2005, this big time wrestling anniversary show that Kirk White ran. You know, and a mm-hmm, bunch of mm-hmm. big stars were there. And, you know, and he was mm-hmm. the first one. He was the first one, November 6, 2009, at the Book Soup, was the name of the bookshop in Hollywood, California. 
and it was 8 p.m. It was four hours before my 46th birthday, and Hulk Hogan signed my jacket. He was the first one ever to sign that jacket. And the signatures I've got on there since then, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, there's Fred, Fred Dreyer and Stephanie Kramer from Hunter, John Amos from Hunter. The Bret Hart. Bret Hart signed um, it, didn't he? Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret signed it. Ricky Steamboat. Roddy Piper signed it. And Ric Flair signed it. That, the Undertaker signed it. I couldn't believe that one. I mean, every time he won't sign that. Yeah, I should have had the Ultimate Warriors sign it. I should have listened to those fans. I think I think Jim Hillowick would have signed it for me. He really liked me, me you know. And, and I'm not thinking about it. hook you up with an Ultimate Warrior autograph. Yeah, and yeah. another thing. I was you might even get him to sign the jacket somehow. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just playing right. Brady, Brady, when I meet you, I yeah. want you to sign the jacket. Is that all right with you? Papa, share Oh, brother, I, I would love it. I would be honored. Sure, and I, I know what now Kevin is driving around. And... <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and there's this guy. You know how I met that? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. okay. Your guest, Colin Hunter, tell me he doesn't sound like one of my Colin favorite Hunter. actors, Judge Reinhold. He sounds like Judge Reinhold. Tell Colin Hunter he sounds like Judge Reinhold. I can see that. Yeah. And, and I think, oh, yeah. you know, I tell Colin, I want to meet Colin Hunter. I think he's funny. I would love to take a picture with him someday. I think he's hilarious. He's a good guy. I mean, he's up in Canada, actually. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's great. He's very he's great. I, and humorous, you know. And he, he writes that entire website by himself, Malcolm, more than 10 years. He's, he's great. I, I haven't met the he's guy. He's amazing. And then would you tell Kevin, is it, his last name Kevin Hagen? Is the guy on there with you? Is it Hagen? Uh, uh, Kevin Brady, name? actually. Kevin Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. Kevin Brady. Uh, it looks like your first name. I should have got that. Uh, yeah. But uh, tell Kevin Brady. Kevin, you sound like, and you mentioned him too from old WCW announcing Mark Madden. He sounds like Mark Madden. I hope you're not a little bit. By the Kevin I can see that. I, it's a compliment. You sound great. Yeah. You know your voice. I really want to meet he, Kevin he's and not, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. He. They're not. They're not. And, you know that they're already gone for the night. But I'll make sure to mention it. You know, I went to college with both those guys. That was how I knew them. That we did college wow, radio together. Wow, so cool, Brady. You got to go with those guys. Yeah, college before VOC cool. Nation. Yep. Wow. You were yeah, they're good guys. They're, they're quite good well, guys. I've been very uh, blessed. Everybody in this show. I've, I've been very blessed. All five of you I was going to say, I want to sign You know, it's girl, back in the day, before his jacket, before his jacket, he used to drive around in a car, and he would have people sign his car. Oh, wow. And uh, I asked David. I would have loved that. Well, I had a lot of, that I had a lot of signatures on that, um, Brady, yeah, but um, I'm asking David. It's becoming an eyesore. It's really hard to drive, you know, especially when I drove it. It's an Oakland Raider car, and I drove it to Kansas you City, still Missouri. Have it? <laughs> well, you still have it? You still have the car? Velvet. Yeah, wow. it's on his property. I told Dave I want to sell it. I said, could you scrape Kenny Stabler's signature on there? Because I don't want anybody to – Kenny signed that for me. And I really looked up to Kenny. You know, if I had one wish, Brady, if I could have anything in the world, I would move the Raiders back to Oakland because that's where they belong. It, I it agree. It just hurts not being able to at home. 
I, I agree. I, mean, I don't think they're ever going to go back either, and that's a shame. I mean, you know, Brady, I didn't care if they won, but, man, being around all those fans in Oakland, I mean, I stirred stuff up doing push-ups on the steps. It was yeah. fun. You know, I, and in Vegas, it's not the same personality, right? Now it's just money. Yeah. It's just, you know, they, they killed it with this money stuff. It started when they, yeah. they did the free agency in 75. They brought Catfish Hunter from the A's to New York Yankees. You know, that's where it all started. You know, and then, mm-hmm. well, might as well be Wayne Newton Raiders. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the Did truth, you tell, brother. Um, if you're you the man. Colt Cabana. You talked to Colt mm-hmm. Cabana. I met him at Wrestle Reunion I'll talk in 2010. Yeah, I okay. told Colt that he told me not to call him Colt Cabana in January 2010. He told me he's got to call him Scotty Goldman. Now he doesn't want to be Scotty. Scotty Goldman, you must be Colt Cabana. So like, tell Colt Cabana, I'm confused. <laughs> Which one do you want me to what call is, you? What did Colin really say his like name Colt got changed Cabana. to? Horse, uh, <laughs> Horse House or whatever? I forget what it was. Colt Cabana, Horse House. I like Colt Cabana so much. I mean, I had so much yeah. fun with him that first time. He's always joking with he me. He was fun. I met him after that. He was great yeah, until he went to AEW. Now he's just a guy. Brady, I'm nervous, man, because anybody else, I wouldn't be nervous, but this is the champ. This is Hulk Hogan. This is the guy that beat the Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden January 23rd, 1984, before I went to Korea right after the Raiders won their last Super Bowl to beat the Redskins 38-9 in Tampa where Hogan lived. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't even know that at the time. But, you know, yeah. I don't – I thought he was from Venice Beach. Howard, I want – I want the champ to lead this interview. I want him to tell me what to do, when when to speak, when not, because he he's he's the he's the champ. He's my hero. He's not my original hero. My original heroes were back Adam West and Burt Ward. I told him that a long time ago. But him and Roddy Piper are my all, two all-time favorite wrestlers, and I miss Roddy Piper. Rod, I had so many good yeah. with Roddy Piper. Yep. I remember I told him my dad, oh, I said, you remind me of my dad. You reminded me of my dad, the way he talked, the way he was built and everything. And Rob mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. Oh, Malcolm, I'd love to meet your dad. And I talked to Randy Savage on the phone, and I told him, I, I told him when, when uh, dad saw you, um, he saw you do something funny, and he was laughing about it. I said, Randy, uh, dad, uh, dad wanted to meet you. And Randy goes, and he goes, yeah, I'd like to meet your dad, too. <laughs> that, that was three months before he died, but, I mean, Randy was, wow. you know, I just think, I, I I know everybody's got these conflicts, you know, and some of them I tell Hulk Hogan when I talk with him a week on Saturday. First thing I'm going to mention. He said that was the most favorite record. Yeah, I'd imagine it's orange. <laughs> yeah, like but Tang. I mention, yeah, like Tang. <laughs> that was uh, Elvis's favorite drink. Tang. That's Jerry Lawler's yeah. favorite drink. Tang. Yeah, but yeah, uh, right. I just, <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. I'm being bad. Yeah, you know, it, you know when I, I when wanted, I met Jerry Lawler. Hold on, Malcolm. Malcolm, oh, hold on. When I met Jerry Lawler, I was talking to Stacy. One, sorry, one second. So when I was at a convention, and uh, Jerry Lawler was right across the way, and I always wanted to meet him. And um, I actually happened to have a really close kind of friend that is also friends with him, Stacy Carter, his ex-wife. 
So I called her up and I was, you know, I really want to talk to Jerry and I don't want to come off as creepy. Like, you know, what should I say to him? Because I want him to like, you know, like me. I don't want to. So she's like, oh, you guys are going to have the same personality. Like, you know, just uh, just go over there and like crack a joke with him and he'll like you. So I went over there and I said something like, you know, well, your ex-wife said we have the same sense of humor. And he goes, oh, I'm so, he goes, I'm so, I'm so sorry for you. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I always enjoy I that did, story. Sorry, Matt, uh, I cut you I off did there. Go ahead. I did something that made Jerry the King Lawler at the Colt Rally Club, I think it was in 2019. Did you see a Papa strip when I held up the Raider flag and taking a picture with him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he the Cleveland and he's yeah. a Brown skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Jerry. I'm sorry, man. He's like, it's not good, man. JR was my Steel post, 
and and he's yeah. going to ram Jason uh, South's head into it and win on a disqualification that he did. And then after the match is over, Jay called Brother. me in the ring and he raised my arm. He raised my arm. Home, I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love Brother, you. I'm going to let you go. I, I got no more air. I need yeah. air. Uh, thank you, brother. I love you, Malcolm. Please call back. Yes, You're the man, dude. Please call back soon. And give Mike my best, too. I will. I miss that I guy. I love you, Malcolm. I love you, Malcolm. <laughs> He's great. Oh, He's great. I could, I could talk to him all night long. I believe it. No, literally. I wouldn't even have to talk. I could just say, hey, how you doing? And, like, two hours later, yeah. here we are. I, he's great. He's really good. <laughs> right. uh, we're gonna, we're gonna venture like the uh, uh, very close to uh, the same area code actually, uh, South right. Carolina. Let's see. South Carolina's hot tonight. I'm thinking Doctor John. What's going on? You're on in the room. No, it's not Doctor John. It's the amazing. Oh, Zelda. it's the other guy. Hi. <laughs> How you okay, doing, yeah. sir? The other guy. That's it. Amazing. Uh, that's yeah. I'm a little. I'm a little. What makes you amazing, Malcolm? What makes you? You're a little what? You're a little winded. I said I'm a little winded from listening to Malcolm myself. Yeah, I got. I said I'm running out of air. I love the guy. I'm blown up, man. Yeah, I got a deal. Well, I got a deal. He's like Ric Flair. You know, you're going to go 60 minutes. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Nah, I love you. Yeah, I do. I do have. I do have a car in my yard. I'm taking care of his car, so I have his car, and it's still got all the stuff. Oh, it's it your? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I thought it, yeah, I, I thought it was place. at David Arquette's house. Okay. Is it yeah, it's no. David Arquette. Would you be able to take a picture of it and send it to us? Oh, absolutely. We would love to see it. Please, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen it years ago in videos, but, sure, he's got everybody oh, no, on there, you know? You. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Oh, all these Raiders and wrestlers, Marshall, and it's Marshall amazing. Lynch it's just, it's just, it's just a silver yeah. car with like Sharpie autographs all over it. No, it's actually. And he's oh, got the numbers for the retired got players. And... All over it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Collector's oh, item, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, what's, yeah. what's going on with and you, it... uh, Av? Uh, I appreciate y'all with the commercial. That was awesome. I, I really, I really dig that. That was, that was nice. Um, well, you, know what, you guys have been really good to us. Well, you've been really good to us, so I, I mean, I, I love it, all of it. I just, you know, we're all trying to work together, to do the same thing. You know, let's talk. Sure, sure. Let's talk to some people, and you know, let's just have some, let's have a good time, and maybe get something out of exactly. somebody you hadn't heard before. So, and that's what I try to do. So, like Susan had some new stories for the first time, and I was like, all right, we got to hear these. <laughs> Susan Green, you mean? But uh, yeah, Susan Green. I'm sorry, Susan Green was on so, so, last no, it's Sunday. Okay. What, and, is it, um, what is it like to get these stars on the show? I mean, as a fan, it's got to be really cool. It is, but I was trained by Susan Green way back in the '90s, so I'm one of her students. Oh, okay, okay. So I've been, okay. I've been beat. I, there's a famous. There's a famous. She match, beat it out of you. And Oh yeah, Thomas yeah. Simpson, who was the one of the creators of Omega Wrestling with the Hardy Boys and all those guys. Right. Okay. Uh, was actually was actually at the match I'm talking about where I it, we had a rookie that was going to wrestle Susan, and the running gag for me and her was if you know nobody wanted to work her, I had to take one for the team. So I'm lacing my boots, and she I see her walk up, and I go, "What's going on?" She goes, "Well, the kid I'm supposed to wrestle ain't back here." 
and I think his gear bag's gone. I went, oh great. So it was a no. It was a false count anywhere in the building. Nothing. Everything goes. She broke two kendo mm-hmm. sticks over me. She hit me with a chair. She oh, threw me boy. through the dressing room door. <laughs> threw me back through the dressing room doors. Oh my and god! I, I hit. I rolled down the stairs. I did it all. And uh, she was like, "How'd you like that?" I was like, "I don't talk to me. I'm laying on the cold floor in the back, going, just leave me alone for ten, ten minutes or so." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I love her to death. She's awesome. Uh, we got some new Japan stories out of her, which was pretty cool with her time in Japan. Uh, I'm probably going to do a series with her because she did six months in New Zealand and traveled with Ric Flair for those six months. So I want to get that out of okay. her. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, before we lose those, you know what I'm saying? Before we lose any of those stories, yeah, so yeah, we'll try yeah. to get that done. So, and, so um, you're talking about all these interviews and stuff. So. Where where yeah, can yeah. people find these again? I mean, obviously we played the commercial, but we're talking about yeah, pro uh, wrestling interviews. interviews. Dot, yeah, yeah. Pro dot com. It takes you to Facebook. It has everything. You can also go on Blog Talk Radios and put in Pop Culture Stars because we're under that banner on the Blog Talk, so okay. they can find everything on us there too. But best thing to do is go through uh, Blog to, um ProWrestlingInterviews.com, Facebook, yeah. and you can go to all of them. So it's pretty cool. You, so, you're yeah. telling those like Susan. You were telling the Susan Green story. Show. Did I ever tell you the Tony Stetson story with the birth cake, birthday cake? It's like one of my favorites. This, no, uh, no, do tell, please. So you know Tony Stetson, right? The Hitman. He was in PWA and ECW in the early days. Um, South Philly guy. He uh, and and really old school, old school velvet. So. Uh, he okay. comes to a show and we're we're doing this thing where it's where it's um it's Tony Stetson's birthday. So we got the birthday cake there and, and you know the the kid one of the one of his students is bringing it out to him in the ring, this kid. And uh <laughs> it's a whole I mean, you know how this goes down because you've seen it a million times. So the kid ends up with the birthday cake in his face. Right. And they go backstage and they go backstage, Stro. And the kid comes up to Tony Stetson and he says, "Hey, brother, thank you so much, but I got to tell you, you were a little stiff with the cake. <laughs> you were a little stiff with That's the cake. Funny. That's he funny. never worked again. Not not for us anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's can funny. you imagine bet, saying that to somebody? Not. What would Susan Green no. have said if you said you 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 hit me a little hard with that birthday cake? Uh, she would beat me some more." Or tell me, um, I'll meet you at the gym. That's I'll funny. meet you at the gym on Tuesday night at seven o'clock. I'm like, okay, and get beaten yeah. again. <laughs> you get a whole bakery there when you show up, you know. Yeah, uh, she'd have everything. I'd have, you know, I did. Biscuits, You'd have a croissant on your face. And everything else. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've seen You're the man. I've seen, her, I've seen her do it too, so it's been fun. Yeah. I've, I've had a good journey with her. That's cool. I've worked really her more cool. than enough. And Judy Martin worked her too. Oh my God, that was awful. <laughs> oh, Judy's Judy's a knee dropper, if you don't know. And if you, I made her mad, See, yeah, they're so, not the kind of women. I made her mad. It was a no, 50, yeah. No, it was her fiftieth yeah, birthday party. It was a six man tag. Yes, go ahead. Put me in there with today's generation. You know, I, I feel like I could hang with those women, but not not with uh, no. Oh, no way. Yeah, because there's. 
Yeah, you got to realize they yeah. started when it was still yeah. almost, I mean, legit, basically. They were just tearing yeah. each yeah. other. <laughs> it's like, oh. Exactly, exactly. You're like, no, I'm good. Exactly. Because I just, we met Tony Rose uh, that lives in, uh, that was a, a wrestler here in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. She was a Moolah girl, and I got to meet her with Susan. We put her in the uh, Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame, and we gave her a Lifetime, lifetime Achievement Award as well. And uh, she was ruthless. I watched the match with her and said, nope, I'm good. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'd take today's, today's women over, over them any day of the week. <laughs> Me too. Any Me day too. of the week. Especially those, especially those but, kind of matches that I'm thinking. But uh, no, that that's yeah, great. I got, though, you. But, uh, I got you. No, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Wait, hold on. I got it wow. right here. Hold on. Yeah, this is my uh... the dream match. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta watch my absolutely. words really carefully. <laughs> I can I'm just play play, I'm just playing, of course. I'm I'm just playing, of course. Uh, no, Velvet, thank yeah. you so much for calling in tonight, man. It yeah, was man. really a pleasure. I, you know, I the whole show was good. I listened to the whole thing, and it was awesome. And um, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Let's keep, let's Call keep back this, again uh, soon, let's man. Keep, yeah. Let's keep yeah. This, um, this partnership going and uh, see where it takes us. Let's do it. Do it up, brother. Yes, sir. Give Dr. John All my right, best, man. too. I will. Right. I will. I'll hear him tomorrow. Love you, brother. Right, buddy. Thanks. Yep. Love you. Love you, Velvet. All right. All right. See you. Bye, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> we still got a, you know, we got a little bit before we're off the air tonight. 914-338-1885. Show, you got time for one more caller? I, I, I didn't want to miss him. That's why I kind of rushed Velvet off. Oh, um, oh yeah. This is actually, this, this should actually be cool. And um, I, I think um, the, Fans of VOC Nation are going to be in for a treat because we were able to add a uh, really kind of um, a, a new talent, I should say, to the VOC Nation roster. Going to be joining with a new podcast, I would think, uh, coming up really soon. He's a longtime wrestling journalist. He's he's written for my website and, and uh, other places as well. And his name is uh, Ryan DeLorge out of New York City. He's... Uh, Tremendous wrestling fan, and I think he's going to be a great asset to the network. And we're going to bring Ryan on right now to say hello to everybody. How you doing tonight, Ryan? Well, hello, hello, hello. What an introduction! Thank you so much. What a Thank what a you. do. And, what uh, a do. All right. Yeah, you you know you make uh you can, you make uh me sound bigger than I am. That's for sure. Um, well, that's hello, the idea. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey guys. Except hey, for myself, I make I, myself sound smaller than I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, um, I don't know if, think if I could live up to, um, Malcolm's Mr. T Hall of Fame speech there, but we, uh. Yeah, I was going to tell we, you, I, that's uh, your next co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that, no, 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 that's, that's, that's great. Um, no, that was, I mean, do you remember the Mr. <laughs> T, Mr. T, uh, thanking his mom? It was. It's kind of that. Um, I do. I how's do. everybody yeah. doing tonight? I I miss I missed the middle of the show because I had some kids screaming. But in the beginning, the commentator, oh. um, commentator, um, conversation that really drew my attention. I feel like we're never going to have a different situation. We're never going to have the past when Vince McMahon is yelling in someone's ear, right? I mean, so 
if you're talking about the commentators from the 80s and early 90s, it's just not doable again in my mind. So it's less of a judge of the character. I don't know. That's how I feel. But it's uh, – I, I agree. I feel like – I mean, I, listen, yeah. I, and here's just my opinion, okay? If you want the announcers to be over-the-top and entertaining – then your roster needs to be over the top and entertaining. And right now, everybody's just overexposed. There's too much television. There's very few things on any given show to get excited about, like really, truly excited about. So it's hard to step up and, and be effective. I, I think if Bobby Heenan were on the air for five hours a week, I think maybe uh, – I don't want to trash Bobby Heenan twice in one show, Stro, because I thought he was amazing. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. It's much easier. Oh, yeah. It's much right. easier. That's why Andre the Giant was successful, not because he was on two out, three hours of Raw every week, uh, but yeah. because he was a special attraction. And there's and nobody in that special attraction either. anymore. I mean, even talking about if we even when with Malcolm, if Cena is the next Hogan, it, it, you can't bottle that the same if you're going to oversaturate them. I mean, I guess Brock right. Lesnar would be a better. Or if The Rock comes back or something, when you're going, you're yeah. just the main event every month. You know, you can't you can't be the next Hulk Hogan if we see you yeah. six hours a week. So that, that's the thing. Your know, special but... attractions are all legends now. They're, they're people that, and all it does is it makes or, you or they're not the wrestlers, fan. or they're not, or their special right. or attractions not wrestlers. are yeah. not even wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's where but, I mean with it, McPhee too. Yeah. I mean, I think he's doing a good job, but but Pat McPhee, but. I, I can't stand I think it at any, I, I think well, he's just I, a yellow. <laughs> right, but we're going to watch – I'm going to watch wrestling no matter what. If you're going to bring an audience over like that, I mean, that's already listening to him. I think followers, all that stuff will matter. And, uh, I mean, my, my he's thing going is, to wrestle another um, match, <laughs> I would think. Yeah, probably. My my thing is like because I multitask while I watch wrestling. Most of the time, I'm I'm working oh, yeah. because I work from home. I watch wrestling while I work. That's how I consume as much wrestling as I do. So for me, the commentators take tell a huge part of that story because I can't be staring at the TV at any given moment. So like what they're telling me is kind of, uh, and what I hear Pat Mac, I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. Right. Right. I, well, yeah. I mean, That's the other sad part That's where you're saying if if you sorry, sorry to interrupt, but if you're saying how you multitask, that's the other sad part is that you could multitask now, and that's just a um, a mirror to the product. The only time I'm not multitasking now, and that's why I know AEW's a little getting hot because I'm going to pay attention in the beginning and stuff like that, and not fast forward or whatever. So that's the only reason yep. it's good. And what's sad about the beginning of Raw right now, it's, it's the first time ever that I'm multitasking for the first five minutes. I used to always have to yeah. pay attention then. It's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a Well, four times a year, technically. It's the first five minutes and the last five minutes the night after the Royal Rumble, and the first five minutes mm-hmm. and the last five minutes the night after WrestleMania. That's it. The rest of the year, I don't need to watch it live. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, true I hate, that they've yeah, trained I, us that way too. Um, it is what yeah. it is, you know. It is, but well, it, I, I think people now, are getting a real kind of feel. Go ahead. At, at least now with AEW, at least 
uh, Adam Cole, like that at least was, I know this in 60 day clause stops the like next day need to watch, but like there's a yeah. little more, there's a little more new things to at least see, you know, who knows what the Wednesday is going to be or, you know, but I was going to say, like, I think people got a really good kind of sense of uh, the knowledge that you're going to bring to the table on the air. And, uh, you know, what what can people look forward to, you know, as you join VOC Nation? You know, what what's there to get excited about with the with the Ryan DeLorge experience here? Um, sure. So if you liked Malcolm's speech, no, I'm joking. So if <laughs> here's the deal, like I, I, I loved it. I, I could tell. No, I, I'm just I'm not uh, Malcolm. Love you, and 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 you're I, spot on about your heroes, I, and the and the Macho Man is the best one there. So you know. Um, yeah. I always say Malcolm is our all-purpose running back. I can just hand him the oh, ball, and he's going to run for two hours if I need to. And you can multitask. Um, and I can it, multitask. It just, Yes, exactly. I would say I'm coming with a, from a fan's eyes, but jaded like us all. But I try to always kind of see the glass half full. I try to think that we that there's all a plan in the end, that we are going to somehow have our next Hogan, have our next Hogan Rock WrestleMania. Like, like that's the, like you do it for that feeling, and I want to bring that love and that joy of those moments that you could just bottle up and remember and like hopefully just share that with the people listening and the people talking and Stro, what an honor. I must say, you know, fans, fan here. So, uh, in, uh, thank thank you you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk really soon, Ryan. Uh, but thank you for the time and, and people be on the lookout for Ryan DeLorge. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Brady. Have All a right. wonderful evening, guys. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. See, I can't say I love him yet, Stro, but I like him a lot, and I think that's uh, yeah. that's safe to say. You know, we'll, we'll get there. I'll love him eventually. I I love everybody. Right. You'll notice, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like this guy. Uh, what What's going on, Steve? Oh, not much. Just listening in. I'm glad Zelda called in. Did you did you hear the interview earlier, Steve? I think you'll really like it. No, I unfortunately uh, had to get ready for work, but I, I will listen uh, to it. Uh, what was the highlight for you yeah. from it? Talk about it. Well, so we interviewed the guy that, that writes. He's basically responsible for the Kayfabe News website. And uh, Yeah, but I... I don't yeah, know. It's just, well, it's just like, a cool. It's, he just gave some cool insight, you know. I don't know. I, I just I, I I appreciate that kind of stuff, like kind of learning how the the sausage is made, if you will. You know, I I just thought it was neat. Does he have a team of writers, or is it just a small crew? Like it is just him. It is just him. Oh wow. Yeah, and I've known that for a while. You know, I, he um, so he he used to write at Pro Wrestling Illustrated with me, and then. At some point, he stopped doing that, and he kind of wanted his own thing. So he uh, he started the website 10 years ago, and it just started out kind of a joke with him and his dad. Um, but it's grown to the level that it's at now, you know, where, like, even the wrestling community has, like, kind of embraced him in a lot of ways. So it's funny. Um, but he, he's a very talented fellow and, and great sense of humor. I, I definitely 
I think if people aren't familiar, they should definitely check out kfabenews.com. And, um, yeah, it's it's cool to say. It, it was cool to say. And I, like I said, I like Colin. He's a good guy. He's a funny guy. And I like to see good guys succeed. So um, there wasn't any particular point during the interview that I was like, oh, well, like, this is amazing. But just the whole thing, it was just a cool story. Was the onion an yeah. influence? I'm wondering what satire uh, writers he would have been influenced by. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned, um, he mentioned Stroh, do you remember? I know he mentioned the onion. Um, yes, he did. I forget exactly how he put it. Yeah, uh, basically, yeah, I, I think it was comparing, like, a lot of, like, the, um, the blind enthusiasm of a lot of wrestling fans paired with, like, the onion, you know, is I think how he put it. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. But definitely listen back. So, was he uh, he broke for Pro Wrestling Illustrated, so I imagine he must have read the old magazines. Yeah, he did, and and he said actually that was that was the other thing that he had kind of referenced. You know, the old kayfabe writing style. You know, the telling the story. I think. Um, yeah, I think Gampner is doing something similar to this day. Uh, but, um, Who is? Uh, after. I think he's still writing. Oh, yeah. No, he's writing for Sports Kita now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he is still, you no, know, affiliated with us, but I think oh, their show is just um, on hiatus, so. What, what year did you know the KFA news guy? Like, when he was writing the Pro Wrestling Illustrated? Oh, probably like 06 to like, I think I met him in like 9 or 10. So, and then, I don't know when he stopped writing for PWI, but yeah, he started Kayfabe News in 12, 11 or 12. Yeah, because 11 or 12 was kind of a weird period for WWE. I mean, he had CM Punk, his rise, but it was like yeah. a weird time. But, um, well, like, yeah. Oh six would have been a good era to get into. If you're in the Northeast, like you got that Ring of Honor, that that mid two thousands like Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, is, like that's is pretty. Underrated. That's when I started with PWI. You know, it was that was oh six. That was uh, that was um, Ring of Honor. You know, that was Daniel Bryan at his height and Samoa Joe and and TNA was just starting to take off and. Edge and Lita were having sex in the ring, and there was all kinds of exciting stuff going on everywhere, you know? Yeah, I wish I knew more about the Indies in the mid-2000s. I just named any of the but um, was there... Like there for me, any, it started um, out with the Super 8 tournaments. You know, that that's how I kind of started with the Indies, was going to those. How, how big... How big is the pro wrestling illustrated team then? Like, is there like uh, is there writers from other states like like cross country or internationally or just the East Coast? Back then or now? Uh, both. So, part of a an effort that I think started in like '05 or '06. Uh, before that, they generally had a bunch of on staff writers that all came to the office, you know, like the 
the the Dave Rosenbaum and the and the Bill After and the Dan Murphy. Well, Dan Murphy was a freelancer, but um, Brandy Mankovitz or whatever. Uh, Eddie, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them. You know, you know what I mean. And um, by the time that I started with them, they were mostly starting to focus on the freelancers, both in the Philadelphia area and like kind of outside of that. Like Colin is up in Canada. Uh, myself and Kevin McElvaney, we we were, uh, we were you know Philly area. Um, there were there were a few of us. I got Dan Murphy's up in Buffalo, and and so we were kind of spread out, you know. And that's kind of the model that they have today, um, where almost everybody works remotely with it, except for a couple people in the office. So. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's one of the word I was looking for is remotely because it seems like yeah. Um, yeah. PWG has been around so long, it's, it's kind of taken that Ring of Honor place where it's not on TV, but it's like the hot indie. So I'm just wondering, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I, it would have been amazing to Exactly. It would have been cool to be in those areas at that time and the, when those, uh, when they, you know, way before the New Japan stuff, way before they became the elite. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, the film was really cool because we had we yeah. had Ring of Honor and we had CZW, and they even did invasion oh, yeah. and stuff back in the day, you know. Oh yeah. I so like, but I, I used to go to the Armory and watch the Ring of Honor shows and stuff like that, and yeah, for sure. Did you yeah. ever have a? I got a I got a uh, guest question. Did you ever have uh, Jimmy Jacobs on in the room or any other uh, or ever do any interviews for for Wrestling Illustrated with him? With Jimmy? No. But, yeah. I mean, I know he's done stuff with the magazine. I, I've never interacted with him directly. Yeah. Yeah, I think if he ever... He seems like... He does interviews, but he, he seems to do it for, like, small shows. I'm just wondering, like... Instagram yeah. is probably the way to get to him, but, like... He still writes for Impact, and... I don't know. He'd be an interesting guest, because he'd... And then, uh... Just always thinking of underrated people. I missed I missed sure. her last week. Ontario is pretty good with the underrated topic. And then retro this week should be good too with the dream matches. Yeah, retro is um, an amazing show. They, they you do such a good job with that show. I uh I love the topics and the looking back. Yeah, yeah. It brings back a lot of good, cool memories, you know. For sure, for sure. For sure. Did you have anything else, Steve? I, I think we're about done for the evening. Uh, I was really disappointed with uh, Brian Kendrick. Uh, not, I mean, I understand why they did it. It's just, it was weird timing. Like, for the, for that to resurface right before he did yeah. he was on AEW, it's just weird. Um, somebody stooged him out. Yeah, I understand their decision to not have him on, but it was awful timing, I thought. And uh, I think we'll get like, work again. You know, what a, what a bad week to ask for your release, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, um, but the truth is, somebody could have stooged him out when he was under contract with WWE, and they would have let him go over it too, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. yeah. You wonder who's, yeah. You you wonder who's the one leaking it. Is it WWE themselves, like somebody in the company, yeah. or is it 
a fan that's upset that he was going to AEW that did it. Yeah, I don't know if Dixon's fan was mad at him working for AEW, because he seems to be the one that kind of leaked it. But I don't know if somebody leaked it to him. But is there? do you have any thoughts on people searching for, like, old dirt on wrestlers and resurfacing it? Because it seems like that's been a problem, not just in wrestling, but entertainment in general. Well, that's why I'm really glad that we fly under the radar. I'm only saying that. <laughs> Actually, somebody said to me once, Steve, they asked me why I never uh, got a job with WWE. And aside from being able to say that, you know, they just were never interested in hiring me for anything, um, I probably got 13 years of, like, audio samples why they probably would never want me to be part of their company. So, uh you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think, unfortunately, um, the reality is that um, when you live in the public eye, and, you know, certainly wrestlers live in the public eye very much. Uh, so um, when you've got that going on, I think a lot of times um, you're almost held to a higher standard than other people. That's not to say that what yeah. he said was correct or that what he said was right. Right. Um, but by the same token, if um, I'm just going to – if one of our callers says something on the air, you know, they're not going to lose their job over it. You know yeah, what I mean? So it, it, is, just it on, is kind of a, a higher standard. Yeah, just on Twitter recently, I saw, uh, I think his name is well-respected wrestler, but he still goes by Jervis Cottonbelly, I think. Is that still the same okay. guy? And he was defending Kendrick, and he got in trouble just for defending his friend, and I'm just like, oh, God, like, just, you can't even defend yeah. your friend, you know, after he's gotten the backlash. It's just weird. And then, like, it seems like that culture is everywhere. But, um, I think, yeah, it's, I, it's a matter of, like, yeah. what are you defending? You know, like, are you defending the use of that word, or are you trying to say that somebody made a mistake? Because I think it's fine to say that somebody made a mistake. It's not fine to pass it off like didn't mean anything mm-hmm. and we should ignore it. Because right. I think it even meant something when he said it. It's just maybe his perspective changed from when he was in his probably 20s. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, early 30s, but uh, I don't like to end it on down though. But um, no, I'm no. glad I'm glad you had Velvet on, and glad uh, you had the Cape Wave news writer on. I'll come out and listen back to that later. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, thanks for, for sure. having me on. Sure, Steve. No, thank thank you for uh, thank you for calling oh, in, brother. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon then. Yes, later. And um. Take care. And by the way, Stra, I got a message from Mike, so he must have been listening earlier. Uh, Mike okay. Wildman, I mean, so Malcolm's brother. He said he misses the oh. show and he hopes all is well. And uh, he's going right. to call in next week. That's right. what he said. So we'll see. And he Good also sent me Mike. a neat little gif of Alexa Bliss shaking her head no for some reason. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alexa, stop. I got this thing. I got to change this device's name. Because <laughs> now any time I mention that person, it goes off. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Stroa, what do you got going on, man? Uh, well, uh, WCW Retro Thursday night on VenusNation.com. 19 minutes dinner time, we'll be talking about dream matches. So call in if you have your favorite dream match you'd like to share. And then Friday night on uh, Stro Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash Maestro. The feature Friday night will be Horror of Spider Island. Horrors, rather. Horror Horrors. of Spider Island. Yeah. yeah Not Island. the horror of Spider Island. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. no. Oh, Lord, I'm racist. And That's then, a good uh, one, this weekend, this weekend uh, February 12th, uh, I'll be at the Stateful Comic Con, uh, signing autographs and taking pictures with the fans from 10 a.m., I think, to 5 p.m. at the Stateful Civic Center in Stateful, North Carolina. And I'm also going to be judging the uh, cosplay contest as well. So come out and see us if you're in the area. And for more information, go to Facebook, Comic Con, All right, and there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to In the Room this week right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great shows available uh, each and every week, VOCNation.com and your favorite podcast provider. Buy a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to Colin Hunter from Fave News. Uh, thank you to the best casting crew I could ever ask for. And, uh, yeah, everybody be good to each other. Super 8 coming up on March 26th, so everybody take care. Be good to each other. I love you all very much. Bye-bye.